Friends Club. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to your holiday headquarters for all friendly times. It's the Saturday Friends Club. Bitches got some mulled wine. <laughs> We don't. Now I'm really disappointed. I'm <laughs> yeah. sorry. I could have I could have made better decisions. I did bring chicken tenders, which are of course the most holiday of any meal. They are the mold wine of chicken food. Oh boy. <laughs> the mold wine of all breaded chicken meats. Uh, yeah, so welcome to the Saturday Friends Club. You're a dose of nostalgia. I am Josh. Eric is here. I'm over here. Mags is here. I'm over here. We're still in studio this week. <laughs> Martin is At still the illustrious uh, Chabot. Uh, College. Yes. So, uh, Martin is still being lame. Sabrina still has the plague. Yes. I feel like I'm still coming down with the plague, but <laughs> we'll power on. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, but yes, welcome back. Uh, we are a <clears throat> podcast dedicated to looking back at the stuff we have watched and enjoyed. Or just generally, we watch things and we tell you if we like them. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Well, I'm, there's, we still like them, usually. There's, there's usually some connection past, present, future. Yeah. Oh, yes. We watch future shows, too. Yeah, yeah. Like, we, we get those beamed in straight from Alpha Centauri. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, those are our April episodes. Yeah. They're, 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 we're looking forward to that. But, um, yeah, I mean, they're, because we've already recorded them in April in the future. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Springtime the for Friends Club. The in first Germany? The, the first, <laughs> <laughs> the first like, a podcast that is, like, a type, from the future. First I, podcast that we listen to and doesn't even exist yet. Uh, so yeah, um, <laughs> it's going to be hard to segue in from that, but we'll work on it. <laughs> it is super difficult. Thanks. Uh, um, well, speaking of, the f- of Christmas times in the future and the present and the past. I ge- yeah, I guess that's a way you could do speaking that. Speaking of George C. Scott. <laughs> speaking of our choices that we can do one thing a season on each story so we don't have the Christmas Carol three times. Here's the Christmas Carol. The 1984 <laughs> Uh, uh, movie George Orwell's 1984 yes. George Orwell presents uh, George C. Scott in A Christmas Carol um, The Plight of Man we, we had this discussion uh, when we were choosing episodes for what Christmas and like there are so many versions of Christmas Carol uh, some of them good some of them bad I'm sure like everyone again I think when it's also the same thing we've discussed like there are certain things we could pick that are just like yeah it's good slam dunk we're all just gonna high five for an hour on the recording uh, so I think that's kind of why I, I said we rule out the uh, we, we rule out the the Muppet Christmas Carol because it's so good. But just like we don't need to tell you to do that. Just go watch it. It's good. Go watch it again. It's fun. Um, and there, go watch it a third time. Just I don't because know. triads make me happy. I don't know if I've ever seen it. Oh, really? <gasps> well, it's good, and the music is fun. I like. Of the- course, I, like it's one of the peak Muppet. Okay, so like. <sighs> I think the Muppets had a really good strong run in the 90s of like ma- remaking movies until the Muppet Wizards of Oz. Never saw it. Oh, d- don't. Okay. Or actually do. It's kind of funny in a terrible way, but it's also just sort of bland in a terrible way. All right. But I do want to say, don't get your hopes up. We're not doing that. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> I, so, We're but, not. But it's just, we I the... would watch all of the Muppets. Oh, can we just... Never mind. That's another topic for <laughs> that's, another... That's, that's my new podcast for all Mupp- of the that's Muppets. That's the Muppet cast, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, Which no, I'm was... sure exists. But I'm just saying, like, so there's a lot of versions. We had to sell all in one. This is one that I have a particular connection to, and I submit... I, I think this is the best, like, straight take on A Christmas Carol. It's very earnest. Yes. 
It's very. I mean, it's very well acted. It's it's. Oh, it's, absolutely! Like, there's a bunch of really famous actors. Yes. There's yeah. even the character. It's it's just it's yeah, spoilers. It's good. So it's, uh, it's actually a good movie. So Eric, what is? <laughs> Ouch! Ding. Um, <laughs> what's uh? What's your what's your background with this? Uh, I have seen this movie uh, every year that I've been alive as long as I can remember. So like this is our this is our like dumb family tradition as we watch this Christmas Carol, uh, usually Christmas Eve. Sometimes like the the twenty third and if scheduling's weird, but our family has made it a point to watch this movie every year. Uh, I don't remember when it started. May, I think it was maybe shortly after I was born, or or maybe when my older brother was really young. But I've seen this many, many, many times. I feel like I've watched it like once or twice too. It feels like the Christmas Carol that they showed in school. Like, listen, this is your literature class. It is the last day. We have taken care of the final. <laughs> Like, whatever, let's put this on because it's somewhat literature-themed. You kids aren't in high school yet, so you can't leave. Yeah. Um, so check out this Christmas Carol movie. It says it's played every... Now it's played every year on AMC, but I, I just saw this because... Um, I think for the longest time I remember us having a VHS copy, which we'd recorded off the TV, so it still had, like, old-school IBM TV ads on it. Aww. And everything. But, uh, but we have it on DVD now. So my family didn't have a very strong TV watching tradition in the first place. Um, I think the winter TV that I remember most is the Twilight Zone <laughs> marathons on science uh, on sci-fi, which gives you an idea of what my father thought was an appropriate level of interaction for a six-year-old. <laughs> Maybe slightly misjudged. Um, so this is my first time seeing this one as well. All right. Well, let's go ahead and move in. I mean... It's the Christmas Carol. There's probably a chance that everybody out there has seen the Christmas Carol, but we'll talk through some of the details of this, and also uh, I think there's some interesting things that we can talk about. You know, Dickens at said time of making said Carol. Mm, <laughs> Very you sad. Can sad tell Dickens. That Dickens was paid by the word. <laughs> so let's go ahead and move forward. Uh, this is the Christmas Carol, 1984 edition. So excited! I like this. I like this movie. It's, it's a, good a good movie. movie. It's a good it's, movie. It's a good movie. It's a very good movie. I I, I like ten George... out of twelve would watch again. Or wait, no, twelve out of ten would watch again. <laughs> dog, you did the dog rates thing. God, sorry, I, I mucked that up. <laughs> the, the um, it's it's like a I it's like, I like George C. Scott. He's a fantastic actor and or was um and like Doctor Strangelove and Patton. He's fantastic. So it's really cool to see him like. He's playing a, a an Ernest, but like he really sells this part. I think he's playing Ernest. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Look, you made that joke for me yeah. last episode. I, I, I did. tried to make it for you this and, one. And I've established like I I'm fully done with Ernest for this podcast. There will be no more Ernest requested. I don't. It may I, not be requested. I may put it in for oh, all I know. Oh boy! No. <laughs> I only re I only required those two movies. That was it. Everything else I don't really care about. But. Um, so yeah, this was cool. It's George C. Scott. It's a lot of other like there is a lot of crossover between this and like 
Oh, no, I guess there's not really the actors, but it's the same generation of all of the Imperial officers from Star Wars. Um, they, there is a, there, these are two adjacent circles in a Venn diagram of like 80s British TV actors that were in this, and then they were in Star Wars and other stuff. Um, and Indiana Jones, um, yeah, it's bizarre. The guy, okay, the, there is a, there's a per- period piece uh, that I watched a while back, it's a you know, British 80s TV show, and it has the Ghost of Christmas present in this, and also Walter Donovan, the bad guy who, from Indiana Jones, who's also one of the Imperial officers in Star Wars, and so they're all just kind of interconnected. It's that generation. So just a whole bunch of British actors that killed Alderaan and then, yeah. like, spooked Scrooge. Yeah, basically. Uh, it's, 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 this is like... Spooked Scrooge sounds like a euphemism for something. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, gonna go downtown and go some, get some spooked Scrooge. Spook some Scrooges. <laughs> um, so, yes, yeah, so this is a this is a, just an adaptation. I'd say this is a it's pretty... Like slap cam, but in a more holiday mood. <laughs> this is, I'd say, a pretty straight adaptation of the source material. Oh, yeah. No, this is 100%. Absolutely. We're gonna do a period piece, and it's gonna be gorgeous. And lush, and I actually sprang the money to watch the HD version mm. on Amazon because they also have that, like, Amazon gives you facts on the side. And th- this one didn't actually have a lot, which was sort of disappointing. But it's, it's filmed on location in Shrewsbury, England, so it's a lot of on like real sets. and. Very... Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's gorgeous, and it's lush, and you can tell, like, the people involved were doing something they really wanted to do. Like, this wasn't like, oh, this is paying my mortgage, or, like... This is going to buy me another bump of cocaine. I don't know how much cocaine costs. Um, it was the 80s, so. Yeah. I don't know if that means a lot or a little. <laughs> means that there was a lot out there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, like, uh, you could tell that these people wanted to be here. They wanted to do this thing. They really believed in it. Like, this is something that they were willing to put, like, their whole heart into. And in the age of, like, post-irony, irony, or wherever we are now, um, like, that just felt really good. I, yeah, between George C. Scott as as Scrooge and da- and my man David Warner as Bob Cratchit, he's, I think he, David Warner is one of I think the unsung like character actors of the eighties and nineties. I really like him. He's he's a cool guy, and I wish he had done more. Uh, but I think he's just one of those British actors who just like he's always working, so he'll take whatever. So you might know him as the bad guy from the original Tron. Uh, He's in some other, a whole bunch of other movies. I forget, like, he's done a lot. I think he's also a Shakespearean actor. Yeah, and no, these feel like, like, you know how, like, you have an actor who is themselves in a movie? Like, for me, like, Jim Carrey is always Jim Carrey. Right. Uh, so on and so forth. But these all, like, actors all feel like the characters, and, like, it's just, it, it was really good. It was earnest in a way that wasn't painful. Yes. But heartwarming. Yeah. So this and yeah, the movie like looks good, and the, I think the pacing is really good in this movie. Uh, not a lot is wasted. It keeps I moving. Really, oh oh boy, me. boy, big yawns. Sorry, that's fine. Um, uh, well, I, I think well, knockout. We're not going to do any like examination of the plot as much because guess what? There's Scrooge. He hoards money. Uh, Cratchit, the, the coworker. You've seen uh, this a million times, and you've probably already had this analysis done in English class. Yeah, three ghosts. Yeah. Guess what? Ghosts to get Scrooge. Uh, past, present, future. He's Rub his spooked. nose in his mistakes like a dog on the carpet. Uh, yep. And by the end, he's like, no, I should be a good person, and he does. I really like this particular incarnation of Christmas present. Like he's very Roman, jolly Roman god sort of. He's yeah, he's great, and he's like just an actor. Like a, I saw I was saying I saw I watched that this 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 show, and he, that guy was in it, and I didn't recognize him at first because he looks very different. And I'm like, 
why does he look familiar? And then he did the, oh, yes. Like, that's a that's just a vocal tick that actor has. They're like, oh, my God, it's him. I know who that is. That's the uh, the 70s hairy chest sexy Christmas present. Yeah, uh, Edward. His name is also, like, doubled up. His name is Edward Woodward, which is a good name. Word what word. a British name. Yeah. Word, 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 word. Oh, yes. It's, oh, yeah. His, like, yeah, he's he's clearly on stilts the entire movie. Oh god, yeah, he's like a no. giant. And like he's got his like his his like Santa robes that are like deep forest green, like open so you can see his muscular hairy chest. Yes. So, Aha! I am the manliest of Christmas ghosts. Yeah, oh, and look yeah. at these two children. Oh yeah. Under my robes. I mean, granted, which is exactly. just a thing you don't hear people talking about anymore. Oh, granted, that was the time of just like very, look at these two children. Under very my normal robes. sentence. Come on. Yeah. Um, That's not a sentence that would be uh, actually failing. Oh, no, never mind. Not going to go down that road. So I was just thinking, yeah, I think. What, what is this? Miracle on 34th Street? Oh, Knock it off. Um, I was just going to say, I think that's fine. We can we can not get into a detailed examination of the plot. I like the, this movie starts off and like, I like some of the very dry like wordplay and like banter between Scrooge and, and, and uh, Bob Cratchit in this movie. And basically just Scrooge like, Berating him in the most British way possible, uh, and like I, I, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed like the kind of inter- back and forth they had. They start off with, "She said once before I am forced to conclude that your services are no longer required." Yeah, <laughs> the people like, who are mean in this movie are really good at being mean. Yeah, in it, like, yeah. And Cratchit's ver- wife is just sharp as a flippin' tack. She's and good. I would, not also, I would not want to be on her bad side. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, Scrooge himself is in this, opposed to the original, is more of just kind of like the tight pursed businessman, opposed right. to being the miser that he is in the original. Script. That's true. He's like, I mean, he's a, he's a miser in this set, but he really is just like he's a cutthroat businessman, and they 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 have a whole thing where he's he's char- like they're trying to these other businessmen are trying to buy corn from him to buy, make for bread to feed the poor. And he's charging them an added five percent every every day that they don't decide to buy his corn. Yeah, uh, so he's he's pretty like he'd fit in right about now. He'd fit in great right now. Well, he's Sad. gonna get a deduction. So yeah, um, and some other things like there was some change of the fact that they weren't playing similes in the original version. Um, this is minor stuff. There was one that uh, was actually I was kind of surprised that they didn't include it, but the, with the scene with the two children. Uh, they left out the entire thing of like this is want and this is uh, this is ignorance and the specific line which is like beware the boy the most. Right, I think like it was like a weird yeah. I think they just wanted to keep the scene going. That was a little freaky. Like, well, yeah, that... yeah, it was. I think they could have done their makeup a little bit better. That that might be my one complaint. It is did it look the like sick skeleton children? kids. Yeah, like the sick children don't look very convincingly sick, which feels really dirty to say. Like, I thought they were supposed to be like, I, thought, I always thought they were supposed to be ghosts. They look like members of the Rascals. Like. They, they don't, well, they don't, they, I thought they're, supposed to, they're supposed to look ghostly in the way that Jacob Marley is ghostly. But but they don't. They look like, hi, we want these children to look unwell, generally unwell with like right. a capital U. Um, and the same with Tiny Tin. Uh, like he has this weird sort of affected makeup, but it it's it's not like, oh, this child is sick. It's like, what is wrong with him? <laughs> and like, and not know like, oh dear, what is wrong with him? Oh no, your sick child. It's like, why is, why is with... his what's what's, <laughs> what's going on around his eyes? What was this decision? What's this deal? Yeah, and I felt like that about the kids. Like they were suitably, you know, they do the like this is want or this is yeah this is want and this is ignorance. Um, uh, but I don't think they like 
Yeah. No, well, there, there was a reason... line about f- fearing one more. Well, there was a reason why I, I was reading like what was um, what was oh god, I'm losing the name of the writer. Charles Dickens. Dickens. <laughs> um, sorry, I'm. It's been a long day. Uh, but yeah. the reason that kind of the reason why Dickens did it. The the basic uh, basics is. Dickens wrote this originally because he wanted to write a pamphlet about the problem with poverty because a lot of the things that are in this is was equivalent to what was happening at the time. You had beggars prisons, which is pretty much breaking up families because they didn't have anything to pay for, yeah. so let's break up these families well, so that everybody can work. In- England had this great thing of debtors prisons where it's like, well, you know, if, you, if you can't pay your debts, then we'll just imprison you, and then when you get out, then you'll pay them off. And it's like, it's just this, like hundreds of years of this totally dysfunctional legal system and this is still the, this movie takes place in an era in which they are still transporting people to Australia. Yeah. So it's a it's a cool, like just like a cool time to be alive. Yeah. And so like so he wanted to write a pamphlet. It eventually just after a week went like I'll write a book. I'll write a book that's related to this. Um, but the specific thing that um, that that line has that was very interesting is that around the exact same time people were starting to look at like Marxist philosophy and so that's what that exact meaning is is like the ignorance and want but look out for ignorance because ignorance will bring about the apocalypse <laughs> aka Marxist ideas would bring out the apocalypse because <laughs> so he's this... like no 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 don't don't destroy society to make things better no like, no don't can... don't ever try to make anything better or even propose the idea yeah, it has a very, like, Victorian order over justice sort of thing, but also, like, the heavy-handed moralizing that, like, well, if you would just conform to our already existing <coughs> ideals, then everything would be okay. Um, and, and like, in this day and age, it's a little hard to watch. Uh, like, I, in a, in a, in a, like, oh, man, if only we could just show people facts and they would change their opinions. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. And, like, what? that's a little... If we did, if we just can, if we just like our ideas are perfect. So if we just like, the people who don't accept our ideas, just we just need to convince them harder. Yeah, yeah, like, uh, uh, yeah. I just, hey, uh. I, I do think this movie does a pretty good job as portraying it like less in a religious sense, and this is more just like, hey, like Scrooge, you're like wasting your life when you could just be like friendly with people, and it's like, it, I, I think it's like that's I, it does a good job with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean. This he's is like, showing Scrooge that there is value in the things that he's giving up, as opposed to taking the value from what he's doing. No. Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, and I, I like, I like the way that they, uh, like the, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I'm sorry, it's been a long day. The way they show it, yeah, the way it's, it's kind of like led through the story in this movie. But um, yeah, I like, I, I, I like the setup for that. I like the, uh, I like the guy who plays the ghost of Jacob Marley. That's a great scene. Whoa! God, he's amazing. He's usually the best part of any. Carol, Christmas Carol adaptation. He's the best part of the Muppet like, Christmas Carol he's like adaptation. Angry and frightened, and, and like just like real serious. He's not like he's not like a Shakespearean ghost who goes up there and monologues. Yes, I he, think, like he wants your attention. Yeah, and he's going to command it. Oh, so here uh, through some biting, flipping wit. I, I'm going to go with the like other other fun tidbit. Uh, it was when I was a kid. The scene where his like face appears on the on the door knocker that scared me really bad as a kid. And so I would always like leave the room or something else. Aww. I feel like there was one that I saw that like that transformation was like way more severe. Like it actually <laughs> turned into it. The door knocker actually turned into a face. Well, it's the Mickey Mouse Christmas Carol. I don't know if I've ever watched that one. It's a good one. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, so like I, I like the I like the Jacob Marley is like severe and looks like a ghost who is being punished. 
Uh, he is like he, he is kind of freaky. He has to like wear that bandana around his chin. I think I if I remember the ex- the explanation for that is that supposed to be like uh, they would I don't know it, like he he was he would indicate he had died of like mumps or some disease like that. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, so that looks like something that might be something to do with his either his lymph nodes or with dental problems is my guess because it's very clear to hold his jaw shut. Right. So he, um, he, he sits down dramatically, and then as Scrooge watches, he, like, unties it, and then as he unties it, his jaw just goes, Gah. Yes, and then at the end, he snaps it shut with it, I was like, oh, oh, good He's, heavens. I liked, I, I liked Scrooge cracking a joke at him, and he, like, the, the line about, like, there, there's more of gravy than of grave about you. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I, I appreciate a well-crafted, incredibly old-timey, like, cr- like, burn like that. Well, speaking of illnesses, uh, it turns out that it also, so... It always was odd to me of just, like, Tiny Tim. Like, here's a sick kid that somehow, if he only had more money, yeah. he'd be able to be healed back in, like, the 1800s. It's something, yeah, he's he has some illness that's that's going to kill him, but is apparently treatable. So there's two illnesses people think it is. Uh, the first one is uh, renal tubular... Uh, acetosis. Some kidney disorder? Kidney disorder, a.k.a. there's just too much acid in the bloodstream and there were ways back then that they could actually It's like the alien. It. Yeah. They, yes, just, you would you would cut him and all of a sudden just it would bore through the house and catch everything on in fire. This, yeah, then you're going to have a decompression. and yeah, One of the few diseases for which bleeding might have actually worked is what you're telling me. <laughs> uh, the other one was rickets. Hmm. Vitamin oh, yeah. vitamin D, D deficiency. deficiency. So all they would. Are you saying they're not getting enough sun in England? I know, really. In put like that, the, put, the slums of England. Put that boy outside. Give him some vitamin D. <laughs> get get that boy some milk. I like the contrast of like I think David Warner is a tall guy, and then he's wearing like boots and a top hat in this, and so he's like humongous. Yes. Uh, who who played Scrooge's dad? Oh, yeah. He's another British actor I, re- I uh, recognize. I just love that, like, when he goes out there to visit his son, he's like, bring me my tallest hat. Yeah, he's like, bring me my crazy, like, pilgrim hat from the 1600s. Like, that is a severe dude. Right, and, like, is that why he's so... Like, is, like, is, is are we supposed to read into that, that he is of a sparse and spartan religious tradition and that's why he reads Scrooge that way. I think that's the idea is that he's like he, yeah, he's like Scrooge's father clearly molded him into who he is in the end of the story. Well, uh, but ultimately it was because like the way that they had stated it is that Scrooge Okay, so here's a weird part. Scrooge you know, because Scrooge was born, his mom died in childbirth. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's the reason why the dad's so severe is because of the blame that puts on him because of the childbirth. But he has a younger sister. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I don't remember if he remarried or not. That, I think clearly that, that had to have happened. That might be the implication, yeah. it's yeah. Or it's just called, or just Little Fan. It may be that she's an older sister, but they just call her Little Fan. If she's a woman, that would be right. diminutive. Was there a weird, like, overtone for that for anybody else? Did anybody else read that? I loved her. Yeah. I think like it's a just, Frankensteinian I love. Think, I think it's just old timey affection. Old timey affection. You look so much like her. I I like I did not get that. I just think I, I think it's old timey affection. Yeah. The, the Victorians were not able to actually like show affection or like interest or anything at all. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's so good to see you finally. I will keep you at two arms distances. 
A series of very warm stare, stares. And <laughs> yeah, handshakes. it was easier to talk about affection but not show it. Yeah, yeah, I get it. And yeah, so that, yeah, that's that's the interesting part of this. I, I like the, uh, <laughs> I like the the like all the ghosts. I thought were were effective. The ghosts are amazing. The ghost of the Christmas past is just very like snippy and ethereal and doesn't have time for your shoes. She looks yeah. kind of like a. She kind of looks like a like a David Bowie kind of. Yeah, I was gonna say what was going on with her hair, but it was the '80s, so you know. Yeah. Uh, the ghost of Christmas past was specifically like the the noise made was to be reminiscent of a uh, like the gate for a uh, graveyard. So that's why. Yeah. I was okay. Like, so you know the the Marley gravestone. Yes. Okay. So it's actually still there. Yes, it does. Because <laughs> they went saw an empty gravestone and were like, "Hey, could we?" And they're like, "Sure, why not?" Uh, and so you can still go visit it today. <laughs> Still covered in rice, and then yeah, just just go to it and go. No, no. spirit, tell me this isn't so. <laughs> yeah, I, I I did not. I discovered that looking at the researching for this for this uh for this, so like oh that's kind of cool. Yeah, that's kind of neat. I, I like that since they film this on location and it's a lot of real sets, like you know, real buildings and sets. It's like if anyone's ever been to like old areas of of like England, it's sort of like that. Where, like the ceilings are super low. And everything's oh, small. And that doorway looked horrible. That's like an that's like totally average because everyone was shorter back then, and like it's in a dense everyone city. Everyone was like malnourished. Yes, and so it's like, oh, it looks like we got some old beans for this <laughs> evening. Oh, would you like to have some more potatoes? Oh, crumpets! Oh, it appears that we must share half of a potato amongst <laughs> the eight of us. Mother, mother, just put it in the stew, by which I mean the one part of unclean water. We shall each drink a cup and a half of potato water. <laughs> I think I saw a diseased dog down the road. <laughs> just pop him on the head with this stick and put him in the pot. <laughs> I caught a bird, mother. <laughs> we, we, are, we are... We'll feast like kings. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll eat like kings, we will. We're, we're saying this as if this movie is full of like Monty Python pepper pots. It is, it is, it is acted with realism and dignity. God, but could you imagine Monty Python? Oh my God, like, so uh, good. Just if Monty Python did a Dickens like. I, I want Monty Carol. Python's Christmas Carol. No, there's, a lo- there's some lovely filth over here. <laughs> nope, nope, stop, nope. I'm, you're not getting my money. No, take, help, help. My employer's taking, op- oppressing me. They are not taking this war seriously. <laughs> nope. Um, but yeah, so like, what, what else? Like, what is uh, I think is there to say about this? I think, um, I think like George C. Scott just kills it. He acts well. He portrays Scrooge well. He's like Scrooge is like annoyed at first. Like, okay, I'm gonna go on this supernatural journey. Whatever. Fine, Ain't fine. gonna affect me. And then, like, yeah, he, he I think he does if that If well. I must. Yeah. And then he gets starts, oh, I love how the all of the sounds that the Ghost of Christmas Future makes are made from that horror music instrument. You know, the one that's all, like, stretched springs? Oh, yeah. And you just run a mallet across. And I'm like, oh, that's, that's it's, it's a nice touch. Like, it's not subtle, because nothing in this movie is subtle. No. Um, but they could have made it any other number of, like, actually horrifying noises or, like, hard-to-hear noises. Yeah, they got they got the standard like, kind of Grim Reaper look for the Ghost of Christmas Future in this. Yeah, and he gets he gets wheeled around on a dolly. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it was it was a funny shot. Um, yeah, this yeah this this movie's got a lot going for it. I think as far yeah. as the design, they hit it, it's it's very recognizable compared to other Christmas carols. I think it it hits all the all the, all the it's notes. It's a little grimier to... than a lot of these tend to actually be, which is probably more realistic 
Yeah, um, they show. I mean, they show Industrial poor... Revolution England is just a filthy place. Yeah, it's it's they 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 definitely at the end when Scrooge is taken to the like the people selling his his possessions that they stole, and they they do this little exterior shot, and it's it's God. this total like Hogarthian gin lane scene. God, it's it's beautiful. I love the haggling between the old lady well, the, who the, robbed him as he died. The old lady is uh, she's one of the grandmothers in um in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. And she's all, and that's and, how they got the golden ticket. And and she is Mrs. Bag from Ripping Yarns, Ooh, uh, the Eric mm, Oldthwait. Mm. She's the one who's telling about like if you don't if you don't have your fling now you never will. <laughs> so again, British British actors are like I think like, Ripping Yarns was eighty two, so this is right around that era. Perfect for you. <laughs> uh, let's see. Yeah, You'll, I I don't have much else. I mean, it's just a good. It's good and it's it's fun and it's like I I would um I like it's it's Christmassy that's I, I I like that about that absolutely like the only thing that doesn't I think really sit well with me is like the scenes with uh, Scrooge's nephew like especially mm. where he's talking with his friends it feels very look at us we're pretending to be Victorian <laughs> um, as look how to every- much I can smile oh yeah, I yeah uncle they're... I smile so much for you look at us and how gay we are you know uh, and it's it's just like. Oh, it's a little much, don't you think? Should, little... Could you dial? You've got like <laughs> a ten take, on your Christmas pump the, spirit. Pump the brakes a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> can Can you dial me back to a seven? Uh, uh, yeah, like that's about the only thing. It's like, look at me acting, mother. I, I like when when Scrooge is see, like he's with the ghost of Christmas present, and he's seeing some of the scenes, and they have and these little snarking. Yeah, they have these little like snark discussions on the side, and he's like he's they're like scolding each other for talking to them, and they're like they can't hear you, like. Like, oh, yes, I do forget the rules sometimes myself. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm just imagining, like, a Rosencrantz and Guildenstern, like, alongside the Christmas Carol. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Bob Cratchit and... Yeah. Rosencrantz and Guildenstern aren't quite dead. <laughs> right. <laughs> Certainly aren't dead. Um, yeah, so I... This, this has, it's Christmassy in that they, they show... It's, it's like a very, very classical Christmas tale and the accoutrement that go with it. Which is kind of funny to me that, like, in America that we have such a strong... Victorian Christmas feel, given that like it wasn't until sort of like the mid eighteen hundreds, late or like early nineteen hundreds, that like Christmas became a thing that everybody did instead of like a, a revelry thing. Like it was an incredibly pagan thing for right. a long time, and like the Puritans, in fact, used to find people for celebrating Christmas. Yeah, well, it, it, and like it, I realized that like as Victorian age came on, like that is when it became more socially acceptable. But it's still kind of weird to me may, that may, it was the beginning of when Christmas became an everybody thing and then it is when we so very specifically think of as the most Christmassy time. Maybe it's because then industrialization happened and more stuff happened, so commerce happened and commerce fed into the need for Christmas, so we needed things to feed on Christmas that fueled the economic machine that build our capitalist societies that moved ourselves well, forward to the how did new we pick world two order today. That have pro worker messages <laughs> for Christmas. Maybe Christmas is merely a pro worker it should holiday. Be. It would be cool if it was. It would be amazing if Christmas became our communist holiday. <laughs> it's a uh, yeah. So it, it's, it, this is a good one because the Scrooge kind of has his realization. I he, his realization. I think he has a moment where he kind of he he goes a little crazy there. But then I think, like at the end of it, I I don't know. I, this is sentimental, but I like. I think his his like response to it is fairly like I think well done and sincere at the end. Yeah, like it's always a little hard to buy this for me because change doesn't usually happen that way. But again, like Victorian storytelling, uh, very moralistic and moralizing. 
but yeah, no, this is like one of the best. If you're not going to watch the, the Muppets Christmas Carol, <laughs> if for some reason you object to Muppets, uh, then this is like your second best choice. Well, since I, I guess I object to Muppets, okay. <laughs> since I haven't seen it for some reason. We're going to talk about this as soon as we're off air. Yeah. You said I had keep your radio beaten. language. No, no, we're going to talk. I do not have a silver cane with which to beat you. <laughs> of which I can block with my hand and then we think you're Santa? Yeah, man, I, I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to think about it anymore. <laughs> I, I like, I, I, I always enjoy the scene where um, he goes, he goes back to his nephew's house to, to ask him if he can come to dinner and they have the, like, it was the door and they look out and he's like, it's Uncle Scrooge. And I was imagining, like, get the gun. <laughs> and, like, that scene where they're talking about the door, like, there's, like, behind their back, they have a gun, like, like, cocking the hammer, and then he's like, I would like to die with you tonight. And, like, oh, like, carefully, oh, well, left, that's carefully put the hammer back and, like, fun. put the gun away. <laughs> God, I love how Scrooge so needs to be right still, even after his epiphany, because, like, during the game of similes, when uh, the nephew was, like, tight us, and, like, a instead... drum. Anyone could know that. Anyone would know that. And the answer, she goes, tight is your, uh, your uncle Ebenezer's purse strings, my lord, or whatever. Yeah, and he's just, <laughs> like, lord. middle fingers the whole time. He gives, like... a gr- he gives a great, like, shitting, just like... Okay, that's fair. Um, And like at the end of the movie, he's like, "Yes." And if we do play similes, you know that the answer to tight as is a drum, yes. And she's like, like, "Uh, "Okay." Yeah, which is the appropriate response because she hasn't made the dig at him. I've traveled through time. (laughs) I've traveled through time to give you the correct answer to this metaphor. I wish he would have just yelled that. There'd been a pause, and he just went, "I went through time." I don't know if you're worried. Do you know this. what I've been through to get here? I had three ghosts bother me all night long. Oh. I haven't got a wink of sleep because I've been converted. Now I, I saw death. Now, <laughs> now, excuse me, I've got to get to work in which I can annoy my one employee. I'm I going gotta... to terribly frighten my one employee <laughs> with seven children? I'm going to go into the office Does just Bob so I can... Does Bob Crockett know how children are made? I'm going to I'm gonna go... <laughs> Crockett... <laughs> Does he know how that happens? That's the Australian version. <laughs> That's the American version. Every sperm is safe. I, I, yeah, I like the, he's like, I'm going to go into work just so I can screw with my one employee. Just so I can I'm get gonna work. I'm going to scare the evil piss out of him. And then, now that I've seen what homeless people look like and what he's terribly actually afraid of, I'm going to make it think it's happening to him. I like your your thing about like his like Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Cratchit is like she's like she's not taking anything. I guess because you won't let me call him a bitch, I won't call him a bitch. I, I like the but da- I would. I like the daughter. I like the one daughter like Mr. Scrooge. <laughs> and they're they're all he like Bob Cratchit, who's like the nicest guy in the universe. To like let's get come on let's like everyone let's give a toast to my boss. He does pay me, and they're all and. His wife delivers this great speech, and they're like, a toast to Mr. Scrooge. And, like, all the kids like, Mr. Scrooge, Mr. Scrooge. And, like, they, and, just these kids and are, like... like, the thickest are, laid on cockneyest oh, sort of... Oh, it's so gift. good. Even, even oh. Tiny Tim is like, Mr. Scrooge. And Tiny Tim just working his, like, angle the entire time. Just like, God bless us, everyone. Like, yes, True. we know. Look at me. Look we at know me you're... pure of heart. We know you're trying to trademark that, Tim. We got you. <laughs> like, it's your brand. We got it. I understand that you have an Instagram account, an influencer, and a, a thing and tag you're trying to make work, but, like, come on, dude. Maybe, maybe like, a different one. Like, may, could you tiptoe through the tulips later? <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> uh. Look how aggressively wholesome I am. I, I, because I, I, there must not be shades of gray. 
I wonder if uh, good things should happen, otherwise I may die. <laughs> Somebody had better change their goddamn mind. <laughs> why, why do bad things happen to good people, Papa? <laughs> well, son. Father, tell me. Father, tell me why we cannot. We must have black and white morality. Father, why can we not be complex people with shades of gray? Well, Papa, I saw a puppy outside. I loved him very, very much. Then he died of a fever. <laughs> The consumption got him, Father. But I told him I loved him before he closed his beautiful brown eyes. <laughs> Meanwhile, Scrooge. Before is... the angels took him away, Father. <laughs> Meanwhile, Scrooge is just standing there, going like, "All right, Ghost, this is a little much. This is like, okay, are you laying okay, it on see, a little thick here. I, think, like... I see what you're doing here. I, I'm I'm two steps ahead of you here. <laughs> I had two of my other sisters died last week. All right, let's. <laughs> God, just cut it off, Ghost. We, we got it. We we adopted another sibling. <laughs> but he was a weakling and died. <laughs> and I had one child left and he died in the Crimean War. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that he you was have mortality ki- rate, Father, is close to 40%? He if there are seven of us living, imagine how many of us died. <laughs> he was... He had such a beautiful life and then he was killed by Johnny Turk. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the Christmas Carol. And the Frenchman stabbed my sister. I I I, I want to see the Monty Python <laughs> Christmas Carol. Now. Oh! <laughs> it really is. He's going to Christmas present and just finds out that crashed has had like fifty kids and like eighty and like he is he is a that is a productive family like. They are getting it on at a like at an unheard Look, it's a of loving race. a loving relationship. Actually, actually, what I would do is I would start it, and there'd be like four kids in the room, and by the end of the scene, there's like <laughs> well, it's like the scene 18. from a it's like the there's scene a from tiny me. child shaped coffin in the corner, and another two kids. It's the it's the it's the scene scene from Meaning of Life. The, the, the mother is standing there, and like the baby just falls out of her. Like, oh, could you pick that up, love? Oh God! We need to make a Christmas Carol. Oh, we, yeah. Okay. Sorry, guys. We're gonna have a Kickstarter for a fan-made uh, Monty Python Christmas Carol coming up next year. I mean, let, let's think about this. Like, it's it's in the public like domain we, many times. Public over. domain. We can do this. <laughs> this can go alongside my other movie projects like Tiramisu, the dessert that eats you. <laughs> I, I also, what, are gonna, what are we gonna do? What is it? The Terry what experience? What do we do? <laughs> the Terry almost experience. Yes, we can. We can finally make the Terry almost. I don't know. There's enough. Okay. Okay. There's guys, not enough fake blood for that. Guys, I have an idea. I have an idea. All and you patrons listening to us, we get that's This is gonna be the ultimate. No, the, I got. It, I got. It. This is the ultimate patron reward. If you give us enough money, Saturday Friends Club Film Festival. That'd be good. Oh, I, I Where can put... we make movies? Yes, we make oh. all of these movies. Is that a threat? <laughs> it feels like one. I want to. I want to be Gus the love, the lovable chimney sweep. <laughs> oh God! All right, all yep. right. I'll help you make. So it's a. We'll we'll put the stretch goal out there, and we'll make. <laughs> we'll figure something we'll out. Stretch, yeah, the stretchiest of goals. <laughs> all right, and that has been the Christmas Carol. Anything it's... else from those That's involved? Several Christmas carols all at once. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a good. It's a good version. I recommend this. I'd say this is a. If you if you want to watch a Christmas movie, I would honestly recommend this. A traditional butt version of the Christmas Carol. It is a good one. It is. All right. And remember, 1984, not to be confused with dystopian futures. Yeah, it's 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 a not dystopian, very on very sincere and heartwarming Christmas Carol.
Absolutely. All right, and that takes care of us for this week. Uh, we we're we're just doing two episodes in this little span here. So uh, since Sabrina is sick, since Sabrina is sick, so we're going to be doing Rudolph next time, and uh, we'll be doing some other shows that uh, you know along with that. You know, well, once oh god, is that that's that's going to be after Christmas, right? After Christmas, oh, thank God. Yeah, into so, the breach. I mean, that that you know, we're gonna we're gonna cap off a really bad year for the this country and the world with. A, a wonderful a, tr- a celebration of death. <laughs> <laughs> Rudolph, that doesn't seem right. With a no. celebration of the Josh, absolute mediocrity that we can come to as a group. When when uh, everyone like <laughs> yeah, when everyone sees what we're going to do after after <laughs> Rudolph and the Christmas wrapped up, you your pants will be R- filled. Rudolph the Christmas wrap? It's how your <laughs> Sorry, no. Yo, I pulled yo, the wrong yo. thing out of that your sentence. I- Don't your eyes will roll back in their skulls, in your skulls, and your bowels will evacuate. Listen, Sonic is not. Don't that make bad. any problems. No, we said it. <laughs> oh God. So yes, uh, no, if you don't want say that in your blue shirted glory. I think I yeah I do have a Sonic shirt. I'll wear it during <sighs> that episode. All right, just just kill me now, please. <laughs> All right, well you can go over to satfriendsclub.com or at satfriends on Twitter to find us. Uh, we do have our Patreon friends, which I have now also left my phone outside. We uh, we love you guys. We're just very uncoordinated right now. Yes, uh, I am horrible. Uh, tell you what, I will I will digitally add them in and after this. <laughs> Josh, remember to edit this into the show. Okay. All right, cool. Josh, Josh, remember what? you have editing to do. Uh, Oh, Josh, edit the episode like more than normal. Sabrina says to edit the episode okay, too. Okay, I'll make sure to edit the episode, love. <laughs> that's, that's more why, like why it. Why is Sabrina from All Real Monsters? It's a, it's a long story. Oh no, Doctor Girlfriend. Yeah. Okay. Oh my god. All right, uh, and thank you as always over to our lovely fans, all of you listening to us. If you actually like us and you want, we do have the Patreon. But if you don't want to, you know, if you hate us and we're <laughs> still one, give us your money. All right. Cool. Well, I mean, there is the Patreon to which there are uh, rewards and stuff out there. There is the the Discord group and everything along with that. So um, you know, if you wanted to chat with us, um, and there are, I think we're going to do some game nights coming up up too. So uh, that could be a fun thing. Um, if you, you know, if you just, you're not able to give a little bit, then all we request is go on iTunes, go on wherever you, uh, you find this, give us a, give us a little review. We appreciate that. It, it gets us a little bit more exposure amongst the myrad of, uh, other pirates. The myriad. Yes, the myriad of other pirates. The myrad. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Listen, I, uh, I don't know look, about he's words. he's from the South. Do you remember when we talked about school earlier and computer labs? Like, yes. <laughs> anything with more than two syllables, like, it's impossible that I try and, and even say And then pack three them. syllables into, like, four letters so like how are you even gonna <laughs> you look so sad it looks like mirror like how am i supposed to like put it together like that y that's in mirror oh god yeah m y r isn't that like Meyer? that's how we spell mirror down there mirror m y oh <laughs> i've done messed it up already Mur. i've done a poor i've done a poor job look, of son it. go wash the mirror <laughs> yeah, yeah seems right yeah all right, well, we will go ahead and catch you next week where we cover Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. A, a nightmare of felt. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, have a good holiday, everyone. Yes. Yeah, getting close to it. So uh, have a uh, have a good holiday time, and we will catch you next week for more Saturday Friend Fun. Snuggle in and get your nog on. Sleep well, everyone. <laughs> Bye. Why can't I sleep so enough? Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da